0: Hey Julio. This is Shannon Sharp on a live recorded broadcast. Hey Do man. Your consent to continue. <laughs> question that question that Watson also should have asked.
1: Oh. We're just diving right in. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of National Pastime. This is John, uh, here with my co-host, as always, Toaster. And the NFL has a fun little date coming up next week, the June 1st deadline, which is where we expect to see some movement here with some of the key stars in the NFL. Uh, The significance of the deadline, I have no idea. Seems pretty arbitrary to me. But essentially, the way it works is teams get a little bit more cap relief when they trade a player, a veteran, in in most cases post-June 1. And we have a couple big names that are possibly getting moved here. We talked in our last episode about Julio Jones, which allegedly the Falcons have a first-round pick on the table from some team. Uh, I don't believe that, but we'll see if that happens. And... You know, just continuing on that rumor mill train with NFL stars, the infamous Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's been in the news pretty much since draft day, and we're all sitting here waiting to see whether or not he gets traded. He doesn't care. He's sitting on a beach in Maui with his fiance, uh, living the good life. Definitely not in Green Bay throwing around footballs. So we're going to get into Aaron Rodgers' situation today. We're going to talk about what brought us to this point with him requesting a trade from the Packers. We're going to get into what a trade for him looks like and the teams that he could possibly be traded to. And ultimately, we are going to tell you whether or not we think he's actually going to get traded. Here we go. All right, Toaster, as we sit here today, Aaron Rodgers is in Maui with his fiance uh, and actress, famous actress, Shailene Woodley, and uh, her friend, Miles Teller, and just living it up. Not a care in the world, not even thinking about throwing a football. Meanwhile, the Packers are holding voluntary workouts, and Jordan Love is, may or may not suck um i'm leaning towards the former but uh quite a situation we got ourselves here and yeah aaron Rodgers is looking for a trade so how did we get here um (laughs) unpacking this with danica
0: patrick i think
1: uh no i think olivia munn was actually before danica patrick was she not he's got he's got quite the roster going you know what I feel like he's going for one except for the except for on the Packers and that's one of his big discrepancies yeah yeah that's kind of why we're in this issue to begin with I quick quick aside before we get going here is he like going for the Brady thing where his he's hopeful that his wife makes more money than he does and he can just kind of play out his career uh taking a little less to make his team better although that doesn't appear to be what he's doing but Anyway. Well,
0: I mean, I was going to say that he had a midlife crisis because Brady's hair looked like this at one point in his career, too. But I'm honestly more convinced that Brady's near the midpoint of his career than Aaron Rodgers is at this point in
1: time. <laughs> yeah. Brady at 42 feels a lot younger than Rodgers at 37 to me for some reason right now. I think you're right. It's the hair. It's all about the grooming. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, let's let's get into the background here and how he got to this point. So um, really this started well. Th- I think there's been rumblings for a few years. You know, Rogers has been trying to assert himself um, within that organization and and sort of put his stamp on it with, you know, giving input on personnel moves and um, the kind of things that all the the star quarterbacks want to do, a la Tom Brady. And uh, but I think what really set us down this path to Aaron Rodgers wanting out of Green Bay is the first round of the draft, the 2020 draft, the Packers move up three slots and draft Jordan Love, quarterback from Utah, a super raw prospect, um, somebody that you know probably wasn't going to play right away anyway, but Rodgers had been, he was pissed. He wasn't filled in on the fact that they were planning to take a quarterback, much less move up to take one. And, don't and, you hate
0: when the Packers take a quarterback in the first round? Like it's just giving up on a legacy, in my opinion.
1: Oh my god, I, my my emotions as a Bears fan when that happened were it was a roller coaster. It was like, oh, thank God they didn't take somebody to make their team better. But if this asshole turns out to be a Hall of Famer, then I have to deal with another decade of this. I'm like, no, uh, I don't think that's the case. Uh, fortunately for me, unfortunately for the Packers, but they they move up to take Jordan Love, essentially not drafting a player that's going to contribute to the success of the team coming off a 13 and three season. And by all accounts, Rodgers wants somebody in there that's going to put them over the top, right? Send them into the well, super. Bowl. At
0: least they didn't. At least he didn't take up an active
1: roster spot. He wasn't, he was never the the second QB on the roster.
0: So he was keeping things open for, you know, the rest of the team, a real, a real team player, which is probably not what we're dealing with uh, Aaron Rodgers at this point.
1: Yes. A great point. And I think worth noting that even with uh, the selection of Jordan Love, you can, you can make a case for it right from uh, the Packers standpoint. It's like, all right, they need to start looking long term. Aaron Rodgers is 36 years old, 37 years old. Like what what are we doing here to um set ourselves up for success post Rodgers? But um Jordan Love was inactive all year and was third string behind Tim Boyle. Does that sound right? I think his name's Tim. I always forget when we bring this up. Uh It
0: can't sound wrong cuz nobody knows who that is.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, bottom line is Matt LaFleur and the Packers coaching staff felt better about some guy that I don't even know backing up Aaron than their first round draft pick quarterback. So that kind of tells you all you need to know about where we stand with Jordan Love and why the Packers are in such a tough position here. But they, they go on to then not only do they trade up and draft Jordan Love, they then take a backup running back with their second round pick. Now, not saying AJ Dillon isn't a good player, but you're now paying Aaron Jones top five running back money and you have a second round pick back up, which again didn't really help their team all that much last year. So if you're Aaron, you're sitting there, we just went 13 and three. I feel like I can get this team over the hump. And two consecutive draft picks, our best, our highest two draft assets go to. Positions that really aren't moving the needle at all for that year. So that's really where all this started, right? And then you know, fast forward through the 2020. Did season. it
0: really start there though? Was it not? I mean, he wasn't happy with the selection of Matt Lafleur as the head coach, right? True. If yeah. We he- want to step it back even even further than that. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess from a timing standpoint, that that's accurate. But there was there was some consternation on roger's part about having enough say in the in the process before the draft even started he was not happy with Lafleur, and i think going 13 and 3 and 6 and 0 in the nfc north changed that yeah. uh, but it's one other thing to add to the list of disappointments on roger's side of the the camp
1: totally um and i think the only reason that's not it- I don't know. Brought up as much now. is just because him and Lafleur, by all accounts, have a good relationship now. Um, I mean, they've they've had a ton of success in their two years. It maybe took a minute to get on the same page, but um, ultimately, um, I think Rogers and Matt Lafleur are in a good place. And that that kind of removes him from the equation, I guess. Uh, well, <laughs> removes him for uh, you know to some degree. But basically, you know, through the season, Rodgers obviously balls out. He wins MVP has arguably his best year ever, which is remarkable at that age. And, uh, <laughs> I guess the, the, piece where Matt LaFleur comes back into play from a negative here is, uh, in the NFC championship game, uh, it's now pretty famous. Tom Brady actually just made a meme about it and <laughs> Packers are, uh, down eight late in the game. Matt LaFleur, uh, elects to attempt a field goal instead of going for it. Um, you know, modern uh, NFL math doesn't really add up in that particular situation. Rogers was uh, notably pissed that they didn't put the ball in his hands to make a play, and uh, they end up losing the game. And uh, the now funniest we're- part about all of that is that it's a
0: third down pass interference call in Brady's favor that could have changed this entire narrative if that call is not made. Then Lafleur probably looks like a genius in saying, "I am giving Rodgers the ball, my best player, with now a minute thirty seconds left to play, and he's got a chance to go down the field and score five points, give us give us the title, and send us mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl, and uh, go to Raymond James Stadium instead of the the Bucks. They'll have to be uh, some hometown visitors rather than some uh, hometown players."
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy how little moments like that can completely change, you know, really the trajectory of the whole league when you're talking about one of the key players at the most important position for sure. Um, So they they lose the game. Um, You know, Aaron's pissed and I I think he had a a few. uh,
0: I don't think he was pissed. I think he, he was uncertain and the future of a lot of guys were uncertain at that time was the language that he used to uh, post game to describe his relationship with green Bay.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. Uh, but coming out of that, uh, if you, uh, listen to some of the talk, uh, that, you know, has been going around basically Rogers agent, you know, I'm assuming in lockstep with Aaron, obviously, uh, goes to the Packers after the season and says, all right, Despite everything that's happened, Aaron wants to be a Packer. He wants to move this thing forward. He wants to go for a championship. Let's rip up this current deal because, you know, it's it's always about money to some degree with these guys, which I understand. But let's rip up this current deal. Let's put a new deal together that keeps Aaron in Green Bay for the rest of his career and conceivably makes him the highest paid quarterback in the league on an annual basis. Anyway, um, green Bay says no. And, you know, I think you can make an argument from their standpoint, right? That they, they have Jordan love. They just wasted one year of his rookie deal. And, you know, they, while (laughs) we don't really know what they have in him yet. And I, I don't think they're very confident that it's what they have is a good thing. Um, you know, they, they ultimately are trying to move forward, uh, with this roster, which they've, they've spent a ton of money. They are in a very, very bad cap situation and Jordan love or any rookie quarterback who, you know, is competent, right. Uh, puts them in a much better situation. So I, I, I understand from Their standpoint, you can make an argument for why they said no, but from Did this there, go to an
0: owner's vote, or was it done for, by goodkunst and, and Mark Murphy?
1: Gudenkunst, <laughs> Good, Good kunst Brian Gudenkunst, yeah, okay, uh, yeah, I don't think they asked the uh quote unquote owners on this one because uh, I think the owners would have given him whatever he wants because they actually don't have any input on the team and don't care where the money's spent, so um. I, I think it was the CEO, I would assume, and Gutenkunst, and they said no. So now Aaron's pissed. Aaron feels slighted. He, you know, begins his scorched earth campaign. And and we know, here's the, the big thing for me in all of this. You know, when we're talking about is Aaron going to be back or not, and, and we can get into this a little bit more later, but... We're talking about a guy here that felt slighted by his family and has completely cut them off. And what makes you think if you're the green Bay Packers, that he will not do that to you simply, you know, because why you've been paying him millions of dollars, like no. And it's, it was a bad, I I, th- I think they played their cards incorrectly in that particular instance. And Aaron goes, you know, full scorched earth. Now it gets leaked on draft day that he wants out and, uh, he gives a list of teams that he'll accept a trade to, uh, that includes the San Francisco 49ers, the Denver Broncos, and the now Las Vegas Raiders. I had to say that to myself because I always want to say Oakland. Um, and you know, so two, uh, well, former, uh, Bay area teams, uh, which he's, from that area went to cal and uh the broncos which uh make a lot of sense and and we can get into that later um it i guess another layer to that too was apparently the night before the draft um the 49ers and the packers had a conversation about a potential trade where the niners had offered the third pick plus more and the packers balked so um then the Niners imagine that scenario too, where the Niners gave up everything that they gave up to get to three and then gave up that pick and more to get Aaron Rodgers.
0: I mean, but, it's not outrageous compensation, quite frankly, because that's what Rodgers. a team's going to need to do right now. They're going to get have to give up a star player and probably three future first round draft picks.
1: Yeah. So I, I guess, um, expand on that like what do you think a rogers trade looks like what are the components of it that actually make this work
0: uh ironically enough it includes a qb according to green bay which is a terrible look if you basically ruin this relationship by drafting a first round qb and now you're needing a qb to essentially replace your starter uh it's gonna the going rate at this point is three first-round draft picks. I, I don't think that there's any negotiations on that. You've got a Hall of Fame quarterback that's not a free agent, that doesn't have any power to say, I'm going here or I'm going there. Yeah. They're under contract. They're under contract, quite frankly. He doesn't have a no-trade
1: clause, is what you're right.
0: saying. Yeah, and and the cap numbers are not suitable for what championship teams have typically won with, but a $40 million cap number for Aaron Rodgers is also not out of line with what the market expects. So you're, you've got to give up three first round draft picks and then depending on the team, maybe some talent in return. Um, and absolutely astonishingly a quarterback as well.
1: Yeah. So I guess just to touch back on the cap number the the acquiring team is on the hook for 22.85 million this year, but his cap hit next year is 39.85 million and but then, that
0: actually goes down to 25 because his prorated bonus is paid for by, by the, Packers. the Packers. So he yeah. has a $25 million cap number the next year and a $25 million cap number the year after that. So um that's that's Brady money. That's how you win championships.
1: That is very manageable. Yeah. Very manageable for a team that's making that move. So it, Okay, three first-round picks. I I agree with you. It, it's going to take three first-rounders, and you know probably some some extra players and some later picks on top of that. I would think, right? Depending on what the the market looks like.
0: I mean, it's unprecedented. There's never been a market for a former MVP at the most position, most important position in sports, basically demanding their way out, and suitors be damned throw everything you can and try to win yourself a championship right now.
1: Yeah. So the suitors though, this is where it gets kind of interesting. So he, he gave us three teams, right? I think we can cross the Niners off that list now that they've selected Trey Lance, um, you know, the Broncos and Raiders both still make a lot of sense, right? So the, the Broncos as of right now are sitting on $19.8 million in cap space they could send a teddy bridgewater back the other way which is 4 million um you know that's enough to get rodgers on their roster and uh probably makes it work uh, from green bay standpoint you send them three first rounders a little extra maybe you sweeten the deal um you know with another player here but you know the, the broncos i i think are probably the the favorite right they're the betting favorite they're the favorite that uh, most people have been talking about since draft day and could potentially be the reason that they they passed on Justin Fields and went with Patrick Sertan. I mean, hell, Patrick Sertan could be heading <laughs> to Green Bay if we're if we're being honest. Um, But they make a lot of sense, right?
0: I think they're the only team that, quite frankly, makes sense uh, if you look at it holistically. But we can go through the other options. Uh, why do you say the Raiders?
1: So uh, the Raiders have John Gruden and in the same way that i i was maybe cautious, i was cautiously optimistic that the bears would make some splashy move for a quarterback this off season uh was because of Ryan pace right like the just such a wild card um pace was a little more desperate than i think gruden is he's sitting in a nice cushy spot in the middle of a 10 year 100 million dollar deal but driving a nice car yeah yeah But John Gruden is always looking for the shiny thing at quarterback, right? And even though he's got a very dependable and affordable Derek Carr, um, he, he wants the Ferrari and he, to me is kind of the key piece there because he would push for it. Now, Carr going back the other way in a trade is what, you know, would kind of make it work from my standpoint. Um. He, his cap number for Green Bay, uh, looks like it would be about $19.6 million, um, which again is very affordable. Um, and, you know, if Green Bay wants a quarterback, I, I think John Gruden would flip them Derek Carr without question to get Aaron Rodgers and probably throw in some additional draft picks. And based on the way that they've been using those first round draft picks anyway, it's probably a good thing that John Gruden and Mike Mayock wouldn't have them, but they, they make sense from those two standpoints, you know, like guess three standpoints, John Gruden, the ability to send back a quarterback that green Bay can use and is like actually effective. And uh, the fact that they could actually fit him into their cap. Now, uh, next year as well, they they don't have a lot of players under contract. Um, they have a ton of cap space. That $25 million cap number the next two years is super easy for them to fit. Um, so from that standpoint, I, th- I think they make a lot of sense too. And Aaron would obviously push the Packers in that direction just because of the bay area i guess connection although uh now that they're in vegas but uh, that's the other reason i think they make sense there now i think the afc west right is sort of the the challenge in that with either of those teams you're jumping into a division that has pat mahomes and that loaded chiefs roster and you potentially
0: have potentially Drew Locke and Trady Bridgewater battling it out. So yeah, I mean, it can be a perilous, perilous conference comp- or a perilous division. Um, I think that's the biggest hesitation. So I actually looked at it the other way, and who, who else needs a quarterback that can that can fit them in? And first thing I saw was, was- the Washington football team. Yeah, unfortunately, I agree. they play. The AFC West this year. So, if you're looking to win immediately, you're still going against the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Broncos. Also playing the Bucks, the Bills, the Patriots, the Ravens, and the Seahawks. So, I think we can cross that one off the list. Um, And if he's just looking to get towards some water, maybe the Miami Dolphins have enough to to sway him. Um, I mean, playing with Jalen Waddle, you've got him under a cost-controlled contract right now. Uh, They have they have a feisty defense. Um, a, a up and coming head coach, um, on the defensive side, uh, primarily, but there, there's some star power there. And it, you're taking advantage of the AFC East when it's been at the weakest that it's ever
1: been in the last 20 years. Yeah. And they have Tua to send back, right? Yep. So that, that's kind of the key from Tua
0: and multiple first round draft picks that can, that can go, go the other way.
1: Yep. Definitely. No, they make a ton of sense when, when you lay it all out. Um, it's just a matter of how, how committed are they to Tua? How committed are they to building around a rookie quarterback that they might uh, still think has, you know, a, a pretty high ceiling? We'll see how that plays out. Yeah. I, what about the Texans? Um, the Texans aren't in, you know, the same uh, cap situation as the Broncos necessarily. But, you know, the Texans have around $9 million in cap space right now. They have a interesting situation. They have three Deacon QBs they can send back to the the Packers. Yeah, they just signed Davis Mills officially, so uh, they could send that. But what if what if the Texans say, you know what, we're done with this playing this game with Deshaun Watson and off field stuff aside, you know we we don't want to deal with him saying that he's not going to play for us anymore, and we have an opportunity to get Aaron Rodgers in return would the Texans flip Deshaun Watson and run with it a couple years with Aaron Rodgers here and if they could flip Deshaun Watson absolutely
0: at this yeah. point i think both of those teams, both of the people on that side of the deal need to uh part ways um the hand was forced a lot more than probably the Texans thought it was going to be but if you can get a hall of fame quarterback in return rather than future draft picks you absolutely take that and Turns the AFC South on its head, quite frankly, because they come become an immediate contender versus something that you thought was going to be a bottom dweller. That it looked like a uh, walkover for the Colts and the Titans to be competitive this year because they were con- they were the teams they were competing against. And if you throw Aaron Rodgers in that division, it's sorry, Carson Wentz, this may not be uh, your uh, perfect homecoming that you were hoping for.
1: Yeah. And they really have a lot of roster flexibility, right? Cause they really tore it down and the, they've been
0: working the glutes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They've been working the glutes for sure. They've the pieces that they've added while not good. I mean, I think we, we all agree that currently constructed without Deshaun Watson and even probably with Deshaun Watson <laughs> are the worst team in the NFL, uh, looks like it coming into the season. But, they, there's flexibility there. They, they have the ability to move on from a lot of these one-year deals. They have the ability to take on a lot of money um, and and move things around, I think. So uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying I think the Texans are a betting favorite by any means, but when you're really looking at some of the, the components here, I think they make a little sense. Uh, it's just a matter of Green Bay taking back Deshaun Watson, which uh, I don't know if anybody really wants to do right now
0: yeah and i I haven't looked into airfare in the green bay but i think it's a lot more expensive to fly in masseuses into green bay than it is into houston
1: yeah uh they might have to fly into uh chicago or milwaukee first and then and then drive You, you never know yeah get a car service yeah that's that's a great call out i wonder if that's part of the negotiation process yeah yeah so you know, looking at these options, <laughs> the more you talk about them, the more it makes you think he's not going anywhere. And, you know, Green Bay might say, OK, none of this is good. And if they feel that way. And they dig in, how dug in is Aaron Rodgers? Who is more dug in right now? Is Do you think Rodgers is willing to sit out a season?
0: I 100% think that Rogers is that committed to his own persona to get his way. There's a reason that he's not just sitting on his couch taking, not going to voluntary OTAs in a nice private manner. He's making a spectacle out of this. And if he's making just like he made a spectacle out of the post game conference after uh, their loss in the conference championship to uh, Tampa Bay, just like he made a spectacle uh, by going after a Jeopardy career and saying that he would trade that for football if the opportunity presented itself, just like he started off his Kenny Maine interview with, I'm just here so I don't get fined. He is trying to make this about himself, and I think that that's status quo for Aaron Rodgers, and I think he'll continue that if he does
1: not get his way. I I'm with you, but he also very, very much cares about his legacy. And I think that works in the Packers favor here because look at all these other options, right? The best team he could go to is the Denver Broncos, which we already pointed out playing the same division as Patrick Mahomes. So, if he wants, you know, as of right now, he sits here with one Super Bowl victory. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks. I think the best player to ever play that position, ever, ever.
0: Pure talent as a thrower. I I don't see anybody that even comes close to him.
1: And you look at what he's done with some rosters and coaching staffs. Sorry, Mike McCarthy, that are less than ideal. And the fact that they're always in the conversation, I mean, he is that dude, but he has one Super Bowl and he has as many Super Bowls and as many Super Bowl MVPs as Big Dick Nick Foles, okay? And that has to matter to him. And he just went to the NFC Championship game, okay? They won 13 games, two years in a row. And if he comes back, I mean, I, I don't know if they're the, they're not the favorite. Obviously. I, I think that, um, goes to Tampa Bay and Tom I'm Brady. Assuming, yeah. I'm
0: assuming you're con- talking about the conference, not the division.
1: Yeah. Conference. conference. Yeah. And so they're not the favorite to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl, but they're going to be right in that conversation again. And a couple of things bounce your way. And all of a sudden you're there. And once you're there, anything happens. I don't know if any team gives them a better opportunity to do that than the green Bay Packers do. and, he's really going to have to give up a full season. And I don't think he cares too much about the money, especially with uh, his future wife. It look, looks like kid. he's
0: already given up a full season of washing his hair uh, yeah. since uh, meeting his wife. So I, I'm not convinced that that's the going to be the concern from him. And one more thing I'd like to point out is that there's been one other high profile quarterback that's actually forced their way out. And that's, I'm retiring or you're trading me. And that's Carson Palmer. And do you know whose agent was Carson Palmer's agent when he forced his way out? Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Who? Superhero, David Dunn. Uh, It's the (laughs) same agent that Aaron Rodgers has right now. Um, Coincidental, possibly, but it's happened once before in my knowledge. And it's the wow. exact same scenario. It was, we have not been successful enough for the talent that I have. I'm either done or you're getting rid of me. And ironically, Carson Palmer was decently successful once he moved on. And Aaron Rodgers will be the same way and can re engage his legacy on a team. I don't think that playing against Patrick Mahomes necessarily scares him away. If anything, it might be even better for his legacy, right? If you can win the, the, uh, AFC West mm-hmm. with golden, what a, what a, his kid, uh, to the goat right now. Right. And <laughs> right now, I don't know if you're, if that makes Aaron Rogers like a stepfather or what it does between the Brady Mahomes, uh, Rogers love triangle, but it, it puts him right back in that conversation and he might enjoy that, that legacy.
1: And that's actually a great point because now that I'm thinking about it, if he doesn't win the AFC West, who the hell is gonna knock him for that? Right. It's a
0: win-win win for him. Ooh. Okay. And then and then even then you, you assume that they're competitive enough to get a wild card berth, especially now that there's multiple wild cards, um, or more wild cards than I would I would have if I was uh, making forty four million dollars and running the NFL. Um <laughs> It, it it's an opportunity for a one-and-done game in the in the playoffs, right? You go back up against Patrick Mahomes. Maybe you lost against him two times in the regular season, but the Buccaneers lost to the Saints twice in the regular season last year. And then
1: guess where they're at right now? Yeah. Not in Hawaii. <laughs> hey, man. I love Maui. I, I don't hate what Rogers is doing right now. Also, the not washing your hair thing. That's just island life bro you just don't get it you Stop just don't wearing
0: to watch when I moved out here
1: <laughs> so all that being said, you've actually got me leaning hard Broncos again uh which I I've started to swing back toward he's not going anywhere but um you've got me leaning Broncos so he really you know the trade realistically won't go down until six July 2. So June, June 2. Yeah. June 2. Sorry, June 2. So where how are you handicapping this? Does he get traded? Yes or no? He
0: he is not playing for the Packers next year.
1: I'm not committing to him getting
0: traded, but if he is getting traded, I think the Broncos are the only team that makes sense on both sides with a young starter in return. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that that starter honestly is drew lock. I would rather have Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Um, especially if you still have any hope of Jordan love that you're going to get a little bit more of a veteran preference, uh, presence, somebody who's handled adversity made his way back and that would be good for Jordan love. Um, Yeah. But,
1: but drew lock could teach Jordan love Jeezy lyrics. So how do you, how do you weigh that? No,
0: I'm not, not sure. Who G- I don't know who Jeezy is. Yeah. Okay. That's, I figured that was your response. <laughs> is this, is this young Jeezy, big Jeezy.
1: This is, it's one of the Jeezy's. Uh, I, I'm not quite sure there's, there's more Jeezy's this, this, this is a
0: podcast about football and not pop culture. So I'd appreciate no more pop culture trivia questions.
1: Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to throw you for a loop there uh, with, with all the Jeezy's. Uh, okay, so so he is not playing for the Packers. I think he's not
0: playing for Brian Gutekunst. But I think we've yep. established that Brian Gutekunst is staying. Yeah. Well, yeah. but he's but they're not moving on from him. If True. they were going to, then there would have been there would have been a town council, and there would have been there would have been a ballot box. There might still be recounts right now, but ultimately they'd get through it. And I think. Quite frankly, everybody in Green Bay would prefer to have Aaron Rodgers over over Brian, but uh, that that's not their call. Uh, despite what their little nice pieces of paper say,
1: yeah, uh, they can gather together and eat as much cheese, drink as much beer, and vote however they want. It's not making a a dent in this particular situation, so. Uh, I'm going to. You've convinced me. I think he will be a member of the Denver Broncos for uh, this upcoming season and beyond. And I'm excited to see that. So let's hope that that happens. And as much as the NFL loves the 24 7 news cycle and all the drama, I personally would like to see this ended quickly. Um, I think if a trade's going to go down, it's got to go down soon after that June 1st deadline, right? There's no way if you're the Broncos, if you're going to make the trade, you want to wait too long.
0: I mean, the Broncos aren't going to wait. It's the Packers that are are going to wait. You're going to, um, yeah. I'm sure there's trade offers on the table right now. Uh, if, if they even consider them, um, yeah. So yeah, the Broncos want him in the building as soon as possible. I think they're going to want their own QB in the building as soon as possible. Cause it doesn't sound like they're convinced That Jordan Love is the answer, which is the irony in all of this, that the catalyst for not having, we'll call it the right philosophy, as Aaron Rodgers would put it, um, is something that they're not even potentially invested in long-term themselves. Uh, Another cool scheduling quirk I'd like to point out, uh, Broncos don't play the Chiefs until December. So you think about how Brady took a little bit of time to get used to his new players, his scheme, the terminology. It wasn't until post-Thanksgiving that they started really rocking and rolling. And Broncos don't face the Chiefs until the first week of December.
1: Ooh, that is a very interesting little tidbit. Um, Yeah, I mean, the more you're talking, the more... I'm convinced that he's going to play for the Broncos and make that happen. So,
0: the the only thing that would have led me to think it was a league conspiracy is if they didn't give the Packers four primetime games in the first five weeks, um, because I don't think they would have done that if Aaron Rodgers wasn't uh, wasn't at the helm. Uh, but it will still be fascinating. They're a big draw across the nation, uh, and th- all the Packers fans are going to be curious to see what what's in store for them. Post next Hall of Famer, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, they are one of the premier franchises, but the second that Rodgers trade happens I mean, what was the league supposed to do, right? Not schedule Aaron Rodgers on primetime, but the second that trade happens, they mm-hmm. they cannot get out of those games fast enough.
0: They're not know. advertising Mahomes versus Rogers anymore. Ooh. in week four um and again the strangeness to me is that uh, the league actually introduced flexibility on primetime games this year for Sunday night football um and by putting them all in the first five weeks that's where there isn't flexibility yeah as far it's as out, yeah as far as switching out primetime games mm. so uh they went all in. I think it'll still be a draw, and it'll be a draw either way, and the NFL probably knew that, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody's tuning in to see how far is Green Bay going to fall. I guarantee you that there's some there's some uh, Chicago fans that are going to be interested in seeing what they have to go against. There's some Viking fans that think that they're going to be able to compete this year. There's mm-hmm. some Lions fans that are like, okay, some of these players are going to leave now. Maybe we can actually field a team. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it'll be interesting either way, but I don't think that you will see Aaron
1: Rodgers in a Green Bay uniform this year. Ooh-wee. All right. All right. Well, that will do it for today's episode. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, please, as always, subscribe where you get your podcasts. Tell your friends. Uh, follow us on Twitter at NPTFBall. And we will see you for another two episodes next week. Anything else, Toaster? It's
0: one of the rare instances
1: where following's not creepy
0: go ahead and do it even if he sits out this year he's still going to have more primetime appearances than any other team Is his 10 his 10 days on jeopardy and uh, all the other teams get capped at five